Kilo Vault. I'm Bob McKenzie. It's my brother, Doc. Good day, all you hosers. Opens now. Hey, good morning, Kilo. Hey, good morning. Paul Reiser calling in. Paul Reiser early? You're calling me early, sir? You know what? I'm calling early because it's often the wrong number, and then I spend <laughs> 10 minutes chasing you down like a crazy person. <laughs> You're not. This isn't your first rodeo, is it, Paul? This is not. It's my last one, though. I'll tell you that. It's my last one. Man, hey, thanks so much for taking some time for little old me, you dude. Bet. This is amazing. Looking forward. Um, well, hey, uh, let's talk about everything, man. Um, tell uh, me, uh, tell me. Let, let's start with... The, the show, obviously, you're going to be kind of culminating your almost full year tour with the recording of your new special in Denver next weekend. What, what is the title of it? That's one thing I don't have. You know what? We haven't come up with it. Well, the tour has been called the Big Font Tour, uh, <laughs> only named because I uh, guess why. <laughs> I have my, my little notes on stage in a very big font. <laughs> and uh, my friend was mocking me. I said, well, no, you have to. You have to, I have to see it from a distance, and I need, uh, you know, the as we get older, we need a bigger, <laughs> bigger font. So it is the big font tour, because apparently I'm not the only one who is who is in need of big font. No, as, as I get older, my, my, my crowd, my group, my friend circle gets older. Uh, reading glasses seem to be very, very common fodder <laughs> anymore. You know, I went to, uh, a few weeks ago, I went to what, my high school reunion, my 50th high what? school reunion. And I'll tell you what was shocking. It was filled with old people. These were all <laughs> old people. How could people from high school be old? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Did you have fun? What was that like for you? It was great fun. It was a lot of fun. And thankfully, there were name tags because nobody looks like they look. Yeah, right. You know, I'm picturing a 17-year-old. I'm going, whoa, look at this guy. And that, uh, that was there in, in New York? It was back in New York, yeah. How cool is that, man? And then, is anyone else? Uh, are you well, like you? Got to be the most famous guy from the class, right? Uh, you know, uh, a couple of people. Well, the high school, my high school had a couple. Has a couple of um, very distinguished. Uh, Tim Robbins went to school. I think David Duchovny went to that school. Ooh. And uh, uh, Attorney General, former Attorney General Eric Holder, was the uh, same graduate. So uh, there are a couple. There are some uh, distinguished people coming out of that class. That's cool. But uh, they're all. Oh, you there, Paul? Hello. Hello, you there? Did I lose you? Oh no, Paul, you there? Oh yeah. What? The, I'm sorry. We must have lost you there for a second. Yeah. What? What are you doing? Man, what are you doing to me? Sorry, man. We we've had this internet phone problem lately. I don't know. I think that's probably the culprit. I mean, can you hear me now? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say the Russians. You know, <laughs> the Russians are they, trying to quiet Paul Reiser, everyone. I think they're scared of my special uh, <sighs> on the 17th because they know they might, uh, you know, take a hit. And why Denver? We don't have the name of the special, Must but why'd you, pick, why'd you pick Denver? The Newman Center is uh, DU, for those who don't know. I looked. I haven't been there. I looked at the room, though. It's beautiful. Should I Should I call back? Should I try calling you back in? Yeah, can you do that? I'm gonna Watch this. I'm going to call you right back. All right. Can you hear me now, Paul Reiser? I I can. Dude, so I'm now sorry. I have to I have to charge you twice. That's two calls yeah. I'm making. I'm so sorry, man. This is very embarrassing. <laughs> well, you know what? I think you got to feed the hamsters, the hamsters <laughs> that are going around on a little treadmill there. You might not be taking care of. Them. <laughs> so so why the Newman Center there in Denver? Why are we lucky enough to have the conclusion of this tour and the uh, recording there? Well, you know what? I, I was. I, Denver is a great comedy town, yeah. and I've been there a bunch. I haven't been there in a couple of years, so I wanted to go somewhere I hadn't been for a while. And 
and it was also just, it's a beautiful theater. So I was looking yeah. at theaters all over, I was actually looking all over the country, and I said, you know, Denver is great, and it just fit, it checked every box. It's a beautiful theater, the Newman Center. It's, it looks, you know, huge and grand, and it's actually very intimate. It's like a thousand people, and it's just uh, a beautiful center. So I'm, and I've not performed there yet, so I'm looking forward to having a great night. That is so cool, Paul. That is cool. Uh, well, you, well, I'm going to circle back around. i got a lot of questions about how you kind of get to recording this special, especially after a year of testing material. But let's let's get into some of the stuff that makes you cool to me, Paul, because, <laughs> I mean, you're obviously wildly successful on so many different levels. I mean, you've been killing it since day one and continued this day with, you know, obviously all the, the latest of your addition to The Boys and the Stranger Things franchise. You just continue to kill it. But I'm selecting five things from the Paul Reiser career that makes you infinitely cool to me. All right, let's see what they are. All right, and I'm happy if you could just give a quick rundown of how, how it affected you, how you got the gig or whatever. Let's... I'm just so impressed that you have five things that make me cool. <laughs> no, it? it was hard to whittle it down. I was going to try to get three, my, and I was like, man, i got to throw done. some. My kids have zero, but go ahead. All right, let's go with, uh, all right, the first one. You were the best, best sniveling corporate weasel aliens. Well, you say sniveling weasel. I say misunderstood salesman. Uh, <laughs> you tried to kill Newt, Paul. You tried to kill Newt. It's a workplace accident. Sadly, this still happens. And, uh, you know, believe me, I was shocked. I was as shocked as anybody to find out that uh, Sigourney Weaver and the kid were in there when I, you know, I, I just shut the lights to conserve energy. But God, was I embarrassed? I was embarrassed. <laughs> that makes sense. You had no idea. No idea. Exactly. You understand. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Okay, I, I think I'm going in order. Um, Very underrated documentary about one of the greatest jokes ever told, The Aristocrats. Ah, yes. Yes, The Aristocrats. That was a really silly jock documentary. about. And it's a joke that is just wildly foul and disgusting. And the more disgusting you can make that joke, the funnier it is. Um, <laughs> and that was produced by a, a buddy of mine. And he said, and I had no idea. He, came, he said, can I, I, I would doing a thing on this joke, the, the aristocrats joke. And I went, that's absurd. And so we just sat and talked in my office. And then about a year later, he said, well, the movie's coming out. I said, what movie? I said, I don't know that was for a movie. <laughs> I just thought you were having fun. Hell and tone jokes. So wow. that, was a that was a surprise to me. <laughs> That's great. You didn't didn't pin that one in, huh? All right. No, didn't didn't know. All right, then then we go to I think this is a, a calling card of anyone who's made uh, success in their life in the world of comedy. Nineteen ninety five guest host for Saturday Night Live, Paul Frickin' Riser. <laughs> that is my actual middle name. I was named after my grandfather Frickin', <laughs> Frickin'. and uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was that like? You know, uh, that was. I don't remember how it, it's also hectic. Yeah. I don't remember much about it other than it was frantic. And, and I, my, the thought I had for the whole week was, could we rehearse this more? It doesn't seem like it's ready. <laughs> I've always wondered how like a comedian slash actor uh, gravitates or, or achieves more success on Saturday Live because of you, you've had that. No, base. that was, you know, that was, it was a fun cookie to put, you know, and the credit to do because it's a show that we all grew up on. So yeah. getting to do it was a thrill. And, uh, you know, I'm mean, coming out and, you know, it's just, you feel like you're part of history because everybody, you know, that you know has done that. So it, it was, it was fun. Yeah. That's a, like I said, that's the, the, the crown in anyone's, uh, what is I don't know if it was a crown, but it was in. It was. It was part of the uh, costume. 
wasn't the crown. It was. It may have been the shirt of the achievements. <laughs> you know what I mean? The crown would make it the top. All right, the next one was a bit of a stretch for you. Uh, you played Paul Reiser on Curb Your Enthusiasm in the terrorist attack episode. Let me tell you, I spent so many years preparing for that role um, and, and being myself so that when Larry David called, I was ready to play myself. And is that as loose as they, they kind of make it seem to be, where they just give you a, a premise and, and you just kind of riff? Yes. Yeah. It's kind of amazing because you think, how is this going to work? And then Larry David, you know, is a genius and he makes it work. He actually give you, like, he said, here, just uh, here's here's this thing, you know, uh, I'm going to come over to the table and uh, you just, the joke is you don't say hello to my wife or something. And then we riff on that. And then I'll do another take where he goes, okay, this time it's something else. Then we do like three or four different things. And depending on when he gets into editing, he decides what he's going to, what storyline he needs to, you know, hit. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's so well done that you go, I, I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it. I know it's going to work because they're great. Seems, that seems like a lot of fun to, to do. So you don't even know, fun. you don't even know what, which angle they're taking until you actually see the episode, huh? Yeah, that's true. That's true. In my <laughs> case, yeah, I only did it the one time, and that was my experience. He, you know, he, he threw a couple of different storylines at me, and uh, he doesn't know, I, or he, you know, he wants to have the option of going anywhere he wants. So it is pretty loosey goosey, but they're they're great. It's kind of they're kind of genius. Well, there's there's four of my five. So we got aliens, aristocrats, Sarah Live, Curb, and then I know obviously Stranger Things is massive. You know, billions of people watch that thing, but your addition to what I think is the greatest show out there right now, The Boys as Legend, is awesome. Congratulations on that gig. Well, thank that was. I'll tell you something. I have my son, who's 23. Um, he he like he knows every cool show and before it comes out even. So when I got a call, uh, the boys wanted me to come on and play this role, and I had, I, I had not heard of the show. I wasn't aware of it. So I asked my son. I said, "Do you ever heard of this show, The Boys? They want me to be on it." He said. Dad, it's great, comma, and you'll hate it. <laughs> I said, why would I hate it? He goes, watch. So I watched it, and I went, oh, man, this is so over the top. So at first, it's kind of shocking how graphic it is. Dude. And then you watch it, and you go, oh, it's really kind of brilliant, because there's, it's so over the top and funny and deliberate. Um, so that was cool. Listen, and they said, you're going to play the legend. I said, well, what's his real name? He said, that's his name, the legend. I said, I'll take it. Let's go with that. <laughs> it's so fitting, Paul. Time. That's a fitting really? title for the amount of time you've invested and the amount of success <laughs> that you've reaped here. It's cool. Well, it's fine. you know, and it's, it's really funny to me getting out and doing stand-up again. I, I had taken so long uh, not doing – I had spent years not doing stand-up. I had been out for a while. So understandably, a lot of people didn't know that I started as a stand-up or that that's really my – my real main yeah. love. So I have so many friends who've told me that their kids, their teenage kids or their 20 year old kids will go, wait a minute, the doctor from stranger things is going to try to be funny. That's stupid. <laughs> would, you, would you tell him, explain to him that I'm, <laughs> I'm actually started as a comedian. So I, it, it, and for all these great shows, people don't always believe me, but the most fun to actually do is for me is getting out on stage and, and doing stand up. It's just, you know, that's what feels like home. That's where I started. Uh. And, and it's always fun. And I just, it just, uh, I have a great time. So I'm, I'm really excited about being in Denver, this beautiful theater. And, um, I can't wait. And, uh, your job is to make sure that it's, it is entirely sold out because I'm like Elvis. 
If I see an empty chair, I don't go on stage. You know that. <laughs> Pack it. Yeah. I was checking out the tickets. There's not a whole lot available, so you'll you'll be packed by next Friday. All that's right. for sure. Well, I appreciate that. All right, that's all on you. So thank you. So when but it yes, comes when it comes to the show, then this untitled show that we're going to see next week in the conclusion. So your whole tour started. I see the first date was in Clayton, North Carolina, it, in yeah, January yeah, of this yeah. year. Well, I, I was just doing. I was out and working. Uh, you know what? The word tour is a little, uh, you know, it's not like Springsteen. I don't have a caravan of 40 trucks. Uh, <laughs> it's me and a, you know, and a pair of pajamas. And, um, but somewhere around March, I said, let's, let's tape a special. So, you know, I, I was going out every other weekend or every weekend and just having fun. And I said, let's, let's do one. Let's, I really wanted to put one down. It's been a long time since I've done a special. So some, like for the last six, seven months, I, I just sort of been doubling down and going out and doing a lot of theaters and a lot of comedy clubs. Yeah, so I, I was see doing that. A lot of, so that was, and that's almost more helpful in a way because you're you, in a club they're right in front of you and and that's where we started you know and there's a lot of there's movement there's people walking around there's people eating there's waitresses dropping off drinks and you know and that that's a real testing ground so uh i was really kind of in the last six months getting ready for this and aiming it and you know and i'm still taking things out and putting things in and and uh that's one of the fun things about stand-up you know it never quite 100 percent lands you're always it's always changing always in flux and you never know how it's gonna go so um that's part of the excitement now that was one of the highlights of my life and and stuff i've got to do being in, in the radio for as long as i've done this is i uh, got tickets from george carter for front row for his show here in colorado springs and it was early in, in it, and he was reading notes and taking notes, and and it was I was like I never seen you know this this George Carlin kind of yeah. unfixed, but then like seven eight months later, maybe a year later, his HBO special came out featuring that material, and it was perfect by then, you know. Yeah, he is. He he was um, you know a role model for all of us. He was so terrific, and and you know, exactly what you said. He was so prolific and hardworking. He was always writing, always fine-tuning it. And then when you'd see those specials, they were tight as a drum. You know, he just, they were almost um, performance pieces. You yeah. know, he wasn't talking to you. He, every word, every syllable was very carefully chosen. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing, because in one hand, that's an inspiration for me, to really get every word tight. But the other thing is, it's also fun to just leave it open and, uh-huh. because you don't know where the audience is going to take you. So it's a combination of really working and preparing and on the other hand, leaving it open to see what comes up in the moment. And that's to me, what's the fun, the most fun about standup. You, you have any joke from, uh, from the what 10 months of touring that you, you tried and tried and never worked and, and it didn't make the cut. Now you had to cut it that you liked. Oh yeah. What oh is yeah. It? That's good. That's going to be the late show. I'm going to do a late show. Here's the crap that didn't work. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go. And then the audience will go, you know what? He's not wrong. That is crap. That is a crap Here's the joke. crap that didn't work. That's yeah. great. You know what? That, that could be the name of the special. I was going to say that. that. I was going to say that. That rings out. Oh, that's a good one. There we go. When I run out, yeah, that'll be the tail end of my career. Here's the crap that didn't get in. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Uh, Paul Reiser, our guest, next week, the 17th in Denver. Uh, tickets, you can get those through paulreiser.com. Uh, I mentioned the, the five things I think that makes you, well, there's so many things that make you cool, but personally, for me, what, what connects. Uh, what about you? What is there anything that you haven't done that you've 
wanted to do? Are you like, are you pining one day? Do you want to be on Dancing with the Stars or the yeah, Masked Singer crap? Exactly. Exactly. That is my goal. You nailed it, uh, Ross. <laughs> I, I Dancing with the Stars. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, I've been lucky and I'm getting to do, you know, things that are diverse and fun and for different reasons. I just um, made a movie last summer that I wrote and uh, starred called the, the, the Problem with People. We shot it in Ireland and it's a movie that I had wanted to make for years and got to do it. We just started showing it at festivals. Um, uh, we were in Austin last week, two weeks ago, and then in L.A. this week. And the audiences are really loving it. It's really a very positive and uplifting, funny, funny comedy. So uh, we don't know when it's going to come out yet. It'll probably be in the spring. So I'll come back and talk about it. But, you know, those are the, you know, the, once in a while you get to do something that it really means something to you. You know, and that was that was an example of a uh, film and it was basically I just wanted to go to Ireland I had been there years ago and I thought this is the most beautiful country and I said I want to make a movie there I guess I'll have to write it because nobody was giving me one <laughs> so uh, and, you know so that was that was a highlight for me I bet I bet I've never been to Ireland that's one of the one of the things on the bucket oh, list yeah it's beautiful it is beautiful hurry up before they change their mind and don't let you in <laughs> before they ban yeah. all Americans huh? yeah. you know what I might have heard this show go, you know both of those guys <laughs> That's great. Well, everything else you do too, you get the Kamansky method right now with all the lovely Kathleen Turner. How's that to work with her? Well, yeah, that was, they, they, you know, a lot of shows, they, they're short. We, Kaminsky method, they did three seasons and then they, uh, ended it. Um, I, so that was great. I got to work with Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin and yeah. Kathleen Turner. It was, it was wonderful fun. And, uh, you know, I don't know what else did I do last year. Well, there's another show we did. Uh, was, they only did one season. It's a show called Reboot, and it was on Hulu. It still is on Hulu. But um, and it was it was about a, a sort of soft family comedy that tries to reboot itself 20 years later, and everybody has changed, and nobody likes each other. And it was really it was really great fun. Johnny Knoxville, Keegan Michael Key. Hey, I love Keegan Michael Key. He's so talented. Yeah. Oh, he's so talented. It's ridiculous. And uh, so you should check that out. But most importantly, and then you specifically should come to uh, come to the Newman Center Friday the 17th and uh, and not only laugh, but run around the room and make it seem like a crowd. <laughs> I'm sticking around for the late show, too. The stuff yeah, that didn't work. Show, cra- exactly. That's going to be the wonderful, uh, wonderful bonus. All right. Well, listen, I got to jump off and, and uh, uh, do very important things. I understand. Very important things. Get ready. Tell me what. I have well, nothing important. Paul, I can't thank you enough for your time here this morning. Hey, a pleasure, man. Thanks for thanks for your time, and, and hope to see you there. We'll see you there. Thanks, Paul. Take care.